Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television. Burt Ward will join us in our second hour. Burt Ward, the actor known around the world as Robin the Boy Wonder on Batman. While Batman and Robin save Gotham City from supervillains every week, in real life, Burt Ward has become a superhero to dogs for the past 26 years. We'll tell you how that started, plus it'll help us celebrate the 55th anniversary of the premiere of Batman, which is coming up next month, January 2021. Burt Ward will join us in our second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that coming up later on. This hour, we will welcome back our friend Ruta Lee. Ruta Lee, one of the grand dames of show business. Ruta will share a few memories of her dear friend, Alex Trebek. Ruta first met Alex Trebek on the set of High Rollers, the game show they hosted together in the mid-1970s, and they remained very good friends over the ensuing 45 years up until Trebek's passing this past November 8th. Ruta Lee will join us later on in this hour. You'll stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom as they bring us this week in TV history. Tony's segment is always brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble. In this unusual time, uh, you can see five-minute videos of the Story Salon storytellers telling new stories at facebook.com forward slash story salon. 2020 has been a tough year for all of us. It's been a very tough year for celebrities, and it's been a particularly tough year for game show icons. We lost another one a couple weeks ago on Alex Trebek. You know, Alex Trebek, I remember him as a kid when he was the host of High Rollers, and, you know, he he did so many shows, but I think, you know, he's going to be remembered for Jeopardy and everything else. (laughs) <laughs> you know, just to revamp, you know, a classic game show, you know, which was Art Fleming and Don Pardo back in the old days, and to make it his own, but also to make it such a great show to watch. And I can't help but think of my grandmother at this time, because, you know, towards, I think, the last 10 years of her life, there was that hour in the day with Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune that you did not call her, you did not disrupt her if you were with her, you did not stand in any position that could block her view of the TV set. Uh, conversations had to be, you know, for the commercials, and unless she didn't want to hear from you unless you were going to play the game with her. So unless you were watching TV and trying to answer the questions or trying to give the questions to the answers, you know, to compete with her and the contestant that's in the show. You did not engage. And that, she was, my grandmother was a very sweet woman who always had chocolate chip cookies waiting for me, but you did not do anything while this show was on. Yeah, Alex Trebek was just one of those quintessential TV game show hosts, which is a rough, hard gig. I mean, the beauty is making it look easy, but you're relating to the contestants, you're relating to your audience, both in studio and uh, at home. And he always, I have not heard a single negative thing about him, that he was truly one of the nicest people in the world, that he loved the show, he loved information, and he always made the contestants feel at home and, uh, and comfortable. Before we recorded with you, 
Tony and Donna, we did a segment with Steve Beverly, a game show historian, and he, he said a couple of things which, st which stuck to me, one of which is, as you know, and I'm sure many of our listeners will know, Alex, well, even though he's sort of, Alex Trebek has come to be known for hosting Jeopardy because he did it for 35 years, he was not the only host, he was not the first host, but when he took over the show in 1984, because he knew that Art Fleming was, for a generation before him, closely associated with Jeopardy, he it took him a couple of years before he felt like it was his own show. You know, he was very respectful of the show, he was respectful of the audience, and he saw himself as the steward of Jeopardy, which I just thought was a very cool way of approaching it. And it says, and it said a lot about who he was as a person. He also, uh, the stories I've been hearing is that he was just very humble. When Stephen Colbert ended the Colbert Report, Stephen was basically retiring that character, mm -hmm. the character that he played on that show. And he talked to Jon Stewart and he wanted to basically have that character fly off into the sunset to kind of establish, you know, that when he takes over for Letterman, it's not going to be that personality. It's going to be him. And he, he wanted to have them fly off into the sunset on Santa's sleigh with Santa, Abe Lincoln. And they're going, well, who else would they have? And then he thought, Alex Trebek, <laughs> you know, and, and he, he was able to contact Alex Trebek and explain this crazy idea of, yeah, you know, that the character was just going to fly off on Santa's sleigh with Abe Lincoln and they wanted him. And he was just so honored to be, you know, asked to do that and so eager to participate in something very silly like that. It, I don't think it was silly for Stephen because it was, you know, basically retiring his, his persona that he created with The Daily Show and then his own show and then, you know, going off. So, but he did want to kind of put that character to rest and Alex helped him with that. I had also heard... He loved Will Ferrell's take on him when they did the Celebrity Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. And Alex Brick did appear as himself in a surprise cameo on Will Ferrell's last SNL. But the other part, which I just find cosmically uh, amazing, we lost Alex Trebek like right after we lost Sean Connery. So, of course, the visual that you're that a lot of people like me would get was <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell doing Alex Trebek and Daryl Hammond doing Sean Connery. I hadn't because, thought of that, but you're right. Because when they did that celebrity, Sean Connery was like the consistent character that uh, Daryl Hammond would do. And, you know, it was just so funny. And there was a meme on Facebook saying, you know, when, you know, Alex Breck crossed over, do you think Sean Connery was the first person to greet him? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, to have that image, and first of all, yeah, that he loved, you know, Will Ferrell's take on the celebrity Jeopardy. And, you know, the whole premise was basically, yeah, when they have celebrities on, they dumb down the questions. Which, um, not exactly true, but, you know, just, you know, for the purposes of comedy. But the fact that he loved that and he was willing to appear at the very end, very, you know, very much a surprise to, you know, to do that bit, to kind of pay tribute to Will Ferrell to do that. So he was always um, a good sport and a, and a nice guy. And uh, and I also, he loved 
learning. You know, he, he got, he read the questions ahead of time and, you know, he, he loved learning all the new information that you would have, you know, just being part of the show. On MeTV, uh, paid tribute to him by airing the Mama's Family and the Cheers, where, you know, that involved Jeopardy. And so Ma, Thelma Harper gets on Jeopardy, and then one, I think it was Cliff Clavin that I think Cliff gets, gets yeah. on Jeopardy. Yeah. So they did, uh, you know, so they're, they're, they're able to pay tribute that way. So, you know, he was a good sport. Uh, you know, a lot of times you have people that do stuff like this, and what they do is sacrosanct, and they have no sense of humor about it. So uh, the idea of parody or anything like that is not going to happen. And he, he embraced all of that. And even even on Jeopardy, towards the end, uh, the last few years, if a question had to do with rap or music, and I don't know whether this was his idea or whether this was worked out behind the scenes, but he would deliver the answer you know, he would deliver the lyric that was the the question that the contestant had to deliver the answer for in rap or musically, you know. And uh, I don't think Alex Trebek would have done that early in his career, but as the show became more of his own and the audience expected Alex or began to see little bits of Alex Trebek cutting up, that just seemed naturally in place. There is a clip because they did one of the, you know, tournament of champions and they got really tense. It got really, you know, and he said you could feel the tension in the room because there was a lot on the line. And he went backstage and they set it up like he's coming back from commercial break and he, he was not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> Just to break the tension and he, got, he comes back on. And I don't think it actually aired as part of the episode. I think it's just in the outtakes. But he comes back on and he says, well, just to alleviate the tension, we decided that we were going to do this portion of the show without pants. <laughs> Is it what you guys weren't, you know, you know, and of course, you know, contestants were not part of it. Yeah. Right? He just came, and just to break the tension, just to ease, because he knew that it was, you know, the tension was so, so thick there that they had to kind of break things up and just kind of get everybody to relax. But he was this institution. He took something, made it his own, and became this amazing institution. And, you know, if you're with a Jeopardy fan, it is fun to just be able to play the game at home, which I think also lent itself very well. I don't think Wheel of Fortune lent itself as well or some of the other game shows, but the fact that you could be sitting there watching the show and playing along I think also made it so interactive. And I loved, I always have loved Jeopardy because it's a show you need to think about. Yeah. You need to have a quick mind and you need to, you know, as my mother would say, a lot of useless information. I don't know whether I would agree with that or not, but Tony, listening to you describe how your mother, I mean, how your grandma took possession of that hour, you know, you can, I, you can yeah. talk to me, but don't talk to me you know, between seven and eight. Yeah. I understand that, her, that a lot of other people around the world felt the same way, including some of the people we've talked about recently in our program, Carl Reiner. That was, you know, Carl Reiner, that was uh, Jeopardy uh, seven to eight, Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune. That was a serious hour for him and Mel Brooks. They never missed that. 
And they were doing it towards the end via Zoom. So you imagine they're watching TV and having the Zoom chat on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, and it, I think both shows, you know, the, you know, because they're both Merv Griffin, you know, enterprises, mm-hmm. you know, he created both shows, you know, they're always uh, bundled together in that syndication package, no matter where you are. Uh, and very different shows. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it, it is something, yeah, I could see people actually having that moment to watch and, and enjoy and challenge yourself to uh, get, the, you know, I keep wanting to say answers, but to get the questions right. I can say, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, very participatory, very spectator oriented. Tony and Don are with us via Zoom as we devote are this week in TV history segment to the life and career of Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy for the past 36 years. Alex Trebek passed away this past Sunday, November 8th at the age of 80. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Later on this hour, Steve Beverly, game show historian, will take a look at the career of Alex Trebek before and during Jeopardy. While our second hour will include a conversation with Ruta Lee. Ruta Lee, co-host of the game show, High Rollers, with Alex Trebek. This is something I hadn't thought about, but we mentioned that Alex Trebek hosted Jeopardy for 36 years. And because that hour was, you know, that, or if you only watched Jeopardy, that half hour every night was a constant for so many viewers around the world. You may have had a bad day, or you may be going through problems at home or problems at work or facing some sort of uncertainty in your life. But that 30 minutes you watched Alex Trebek on Jeopardy provided, was a constant provider of certainty in, uh, in often uncertain times. And he recorded enough shows to carry us to the end of the year. Yeah. Actually, the last show will be Christmas Day. Yeah. And so a uh, nice tribute had been paid to him when the first show aired, you know, after his passing. But uh, it's when you've been at the helm of that, you know, for all that time, like you said, you, the steward, you know, I, you know, I, you know, there's been rumors of, you know, who's going to take over the stewardship. Uh, the, those would be awfully big shoes to fill. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it is, uh, I hope, you know, when a successor is announced and an ex- successor, is, you know, does take over, that everyone give this person a break. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, uh, we get so impatient that we're unwilling to give, you know, the new guy the break that they need and deserve. Uh, in the old days, you know, Johnny Carson got, you know, had a, had a chance of have the honeymoon. Alex Trebek had a chance to have a honeymoon with Jeopardy. Yeah. So I, I really do yeah. hope that whoever the, the next person is, and I've heard different, I don't want to add to the speculation of who this individual could be, but, you know, hopefully we'll give him a break and, and, um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it is, it is very sad that there's an institution, but uh, also this was a guy when he had his diagnosis, he shared it with everybody mm-hmm. and he kept everybody up to date. And um, I think he uh, he met this challenge very valiant, valiantly, uh, sharing. Hopefully, him sharing helped a lot of other people that were going through this exactly. at the same time. Um, you know, hey, if Alex Rebecca can uh, you know beat the odds, and he did beat the odds, that they have a shot at you know beating the odds too. And by all accounts, 
he had he had a good what turned I mean what turned out to be his last day. He had a good day. He felt he did good. Have a good day. He felt good. Apparently, he was not in pain. And one of the things we did a segment with Ruta Lee that will air later in this program. Ruta Lee knew Alex Trebek for 45 years, dating back to when they co-hosted High Rollers together in, on, on NBC. And one of the things Ruta Lee revealed was that Alex Trebek was very good with his hands. Um, he liked to build things. And he was also a very much a do-it-yourself type of guy. If, if, there, if there was a skill he wanted to master, he would work towards mastering that skill. And one of the things he was very good at was building things, and he built a swing in his backyard using his tools that, uh, you know, he, 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 I, I've been told he bought out the local hardware store so that he had all the tools he needed, you know. But he spent part of his final day sitting in the backyard on a swing that he built with his own hands. I think that's... Yeah, which is what, what he wanted. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture, I thought. Yeah. Tony and Donna are smiling right now, and I think a lot of us are smiling just thinking of Alex Trebek and the joy and the constant, uh, and the constant presence he was in so many of our lives, and he will be missed. Oh, definitely. Child of Television at Blogspot.com. Also, StorySalon.com. Donna's four-part novel series is now complete. Yes, it is. The last book, Fall Again Reunion, was published a few months ago. You'll see where the story finally ends. And to find out how the story begins and end, go to FallAgainSeries.com. Tony and Donna, we'll see you both next time. Next, next time. time. Since the time we recorded this conversation with Tony and Donna, Ken Jennings has been named the first interim host of Jeopardy. He was scheduled to start filming episodes around November 30th. However, the producers of Jeopardy emphasized that they will roll out a number of guest hosts throughout 2021 until a permanent replacement host is named. In the meantime, Ruta Lee will share some memories of Alex Trebek when she joins us in our second hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, take a quick time out. Then game show historian Steve Beverly will join us as we continue our tribute to Alex Trebek you're on TV Confidential. Story Salon is Los Angeles's longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. The Golden and Silver Age of Television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. 
tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.